As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, Andrew, hit us with the Sif Spoil theme song for this week. Amazonian woman, fight along with me. Nice. Amazonian woman. Yeah. You are so pretty. <laughs> She fought in the great old war against Remus Lupin, the god of war. Amazonian woman. Very nice. Yeah. Well done. Little guess who, huh? Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Welcome to the... Post-pod sift spoil part of the exercise, where our theme song is different every single week, because we want something to be a surprise. Yeah. Uh, highly recommend, if you have not, A, listened to the regular podcast, uh, do that first, because we're just going to be jumping off from there. We're not going to repeat a lot of our review stuff that we did. Number two, if you haven't seen the movie, please go away, because... <laughs> go away! <laughs> because... We're going to be jumping all over the place. You're just going to be confused. It's not going to make a lot of sense. And uh, plus, it's always better to see the movie first. But let's talk spoilers, guys. Whatever you want to bring up, bring it up. And we can kind of jump around and hit the things that we didn't feel free to talk about inside the podcast proper. Uh, I'm specifically interested, Barrett. You said something about a scene that you really hated uh, that would spoil things. Let's start there. What was that? Well, it's basically the finale. So you've got two parts of the finale happening. You've got Chris Pine and his merry band of, of fellows over there trying to get the plane off the ground and explode the poisonous gas in the atmosphere, which also would probably be dangerous, too. But that's beside the point. <laughs> the fight between Ares and Diana drove me nuts, man. And yep. I shouldn't have because I should expect it. It devolves into gods punching each other in the face again. Yeah. And it's like, how many times? We just saw this in, uh, well, I guess I shouldn't say what the, the other one was, because this is not that movie spoilers. Another, <laughs> just it was literally another saw this. Movie, another superhero movie. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. Like, why does it always have to come down to that? Why couldn't it be something godlike, you know? And that... That always gets to me, and that always will be a major complaint to me in movies like this. Yes. That was my one con that I said was spoilers that I couldn't talk about. I'm tired of... I think Doctor Strange is the last superhero movie I saw that did it in a unique way where the final battle yes. was something that was like, okay, it's not just, 
I can punch you as hard as I can. Now you punch me as hard as you can for yeah. five minutes. It was something totally unique, and I was kind of hoping that's where they were going to lean with this, but no, unfortunately not. Is the is the prototype for this uh, super, uh, Man of Steel? Is that kind of where this really started? No, I think it. I think it's actually Matrix Revolutions is where. Oh, that's a great call. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, it just but seems... it's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's like unlimited power, and I choose to throw a tank at you. What? Yeah. what? I don't. Why? You know, like it's not going to do anything. Um, yeah, no, I, I can totally see that. I will say, I felt much more emotional and invested in the plane thing than I than I felt in their fight. You know, at the end, I I, yeah. I felt like the the sacrifice of of Steve uh, Trevor. Steve Trevor. I thought that was really good, and yeah. I thought and I thought it was played well, and um, you know, I think we all knew it was coming at, at a certain point. It wasn't yeah. like a surprise necessarily, but I don't think it was meant to be. Um, and and I thought it really played well with with also kind of the themes in the movie too. It does. The one thing that annoyed me about this, and I know I'm sounding like a, I don't like the movie anymore, but the one thing that annoyed me is that, and maybe this is Patty Jenkins that she wanted to do this, and the studio made him made her do a retread. But before he leaves, he's got that moment where uh, Diana's, you know, been blown. Her ears have been blown out by the explosion, yeah. and he can't hear what he's saying to her. He's saying goodbye and I love you and all that stuff. Um, and I thought that was awesome. Because you you went through this whole thing where we can't hear him either, and I thought it was going to be like a lost in translation type of thing, where it's like, oh, we don't really know what it is. But then they circle back around to it, and you yeah, hear exactly great. what he says. I'm like, oh, come on, man! Yeah, that could have gotten great. away with like keeping us in the dark. But uh, yeah, whatever. Do you you like that, Aaron? Where the I liked back? it. I liked the circling back. I I'm thought with, it was brilliant. I'm with Bear. I think if they would have left that to where you could fill in whatever you wanted it to be, just you know. No, I. That's fine. I would have been okay with that, and I actually would have thought that was cool too. But I don't know that I've ever seen that done that way, and I really enjoyed it as a creative workaround to have that moment at the place, that emotional moment at the place where they wanted it in the in the you know the the storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was a really creative solution, and so I, I enjoyed that part of it. That you know it was a creative solution to that. Yeah. Although it is interesting to think, did did Wonder Woman not hear it ever? No. Because she was, so it was only for us. It wasn't like Wonder was, Woman got to experience that. The yeah, first, that's the problem is that she couldn't, it's from her perspective. She's remembering this, right? Right. Or is it from, is it from uh, the other guy's perspective, it's from, from Chris Bryan's from perspective? The, the second time around, it's from Steve's point of view. Uh, I, think I that, see. I think oh, it's, okay. it's a flashback from him right before he shoots. Like it's the, he's remembering yeah. the last thing he said to her. Yeah. So oh, okay. it's from his point of view. Well, that's that kind of bummer around. for Wonder Woman. Like that she doesn't she doesn't ever get to know that. No, she doesn't know what he said. So let's tell her. Can we tell her? Can we find her? We'll have, make sure she knows. We'll have <laughs> we'll have Bruce send her an email. So, uh. um, yeah. Let's uh let's go into some other details. Uh, if you guys like, uh, whether it be about humor or action or um. There was something mentioned in the chat about, and maybe I'll just start here, about it being a more sexual movie than a lot of the superhero movies are. And I think what they're thinking of is just kind of the frank discussion um, that they were having about the pleasures of the flesh, those kind of things, which I thought was actually a really great scene. I really enjoyed that scene. Yeah. There's also the mm-hmm. like the hot tub moment where you know he's naked and... And she walks in or whatever, and he's talking about like he's it's that double entendre the stuff. Above that, average, yeah, that double entendre stuff that happens there. Yeah. So I, I guess I can see where he was coming from, but it's not necessarily something that you know stood out to me when I was watching it. I, I just want to say real quick, I want to live on Themyscira. 
because that place is gorgeous. Yeah, that island. How'd you like the effect of the like the plane coming through and the boats coming through? How that worked? I like that a lot. <laughs> I <laughs> kind of reminded me of Kong Skull Island. Yeah, yeah, it totally did. It totally did. But uh, it no, worked in this I, one. See, I think it's different than Kong Skull Island and things I've seen before because with those things, there's an element of mystery to. Like, wait, how did we get through the fog or those kind of things? But here, it's like a literal force field where you poke your head through, and all of a sudden you're seeing beauty, and on the other side, it's all, you know, fog or whatever. I thought that was really interesting. I didn't know that I'd seen that kind of before. So, yeah, I I enjoyed that element of it. Oh, I'm totally with you on that one. Um, What did you guys think of the the initial, you know, the growing up in Themyscira? I thought that that actually, it worked for me, you know, like showing her as a young girl and then, you know, slowly growing up in Robin Wright, who was killer in this movie. I loved her character so much. And uh, that, you know, her death is the driving force that, you know, pushes Diana to, you know, be this great warrior. I loved Robin Wright's character in this movie. Oh, my goodness. And she's so different than she is in House of Cards. I mean, it's like, I love, I love when you remember how rangy some actors and actresses can be. And she's got such a great range to be able to play a part like this. Yeah. That scene, that that fight scene on the beach when the soldiers first show up is one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. Was it your favorite fight scene? Was it your favorite action scene? Actually, no. I think the the battle on the front when she's running out there and the mini turrets yeah. are shooting her down. I actually got a little emotional because it, right? it, it was like, I'm like, I got a t- I got maybe a little misty-eyed in that part. I'm like, I don't know why this, why, why this part is so powerful, but it's so... Well, you know what it me. is? It's because it's not just about the bullets. It's it's about the decision she's making not to listen to everybody else who's saying, look, there's a way things are done. We can't go across there. It's because she's saying, no, I care enough that I'm going to do it differently. And I'm yeah. going to, you know, it's kind of that, it's that Rudy moment or that, you know, take a stand moment or, you yeah. know, or the Hoosiers moment, you know, just, I'm mentioning sports movies, but it's that kind of thing where, you know, it's like <laughs> short sports movies where they shoot bullets at you. Yeah, exactly. It was like if in Hoosiers, there was a tank. Um, so no, it's, it is powerful. I really thought that scene was really powerful. Yeah. That was probably the most powerful part of the whole movie for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, I know we're jumping around here. Did either of you know that it was going to be Thwaites who was going to end up being Ares? I, he was one of my choices. Really? My other choice was the the woman with the mask. Ludendorff or uh, not Ludendorff? I knew it wasn't. Woman. I knew it wasn't Ludendorff. Yeah. Right? Like, what do you think, Barrett? Oh no! I, I no! I didn't really think about it though. You know, it could have really been anybody, and I don't know why they settled on David freaking <laughs> Man, this guy is like. I mean, it's Professor Lupin. Like yeah. he was in like. You know, Anomalisa a few years ago. Chris was just talking about that movie uh, the other day, and he's like a perfectly innocuous actor that's like in his 50s and poses no threat whatsoever. But by the end of it, he's putting on this godlike armor, and it just made me laugh. Yeah. I kind of like that, though, because it's different, you know? It's not your typical, you know, buff kind of thing. There's something interesting there. (laughs) I would have been more content and okay with it if they would have just said, no, here's just somebody com- who's n- don't have a uh, don't have a uh, what is it? What I'm thinking of like a it's the bird reference I'm thinking of uh, the bird reference the red herring yeah oh uh, or, yeah forgive me anyway don't have a red herring where somebody else <laughs> uh, don't yeah I'm an idiot forget cut that cut that out Aaron cut, cut that out cut that out cut that <laughs> out right. so uh, <laughs> don't have a red herring where it's somebody else in the movie just have it's Aries as his own person you know yeah. 
But I, I'm okay with it not being Ludendorff. I knew it wasn't going to be Ludendorff. Right. It's too obvious. But don't have it be Remus Lupin. I thought they were going to do the thing where both our hero and our villain were female. Like, I thought they were going to, like, juxtapose, you know, oh. that whole thing. And so I, I thought that's where we were headed. That she, But instead, she actually was the ultimate act of grace, which I really loved that, too, where yeah. it was like this person who was doing everything evil. You see the humanity in them still, you know? Uh, you said... Yeah, that- I don't know. I wish they would have... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was... I was wondering, I wish they had developed that Dr. Poison character more because, like, that was super interesting. Like, she had a moment there with Chris Pine at the at the the gala, and you could tell, like, there's, I'm sure it was, you know, edited out and everything. God knows there wasn't much edited out, but, like, there, <laughs> there was layers to her. And, you know, you could only, the the only thing that you could predict about that character was that that plastic stuff on her face was going to come off in the last scene. Oh, yeah. Right. Underneath yeah. It. Um, but I think you could have explored that, and I agree. I think that would have been a, a, a cooler trick uh, to have her be be Ares at the end. Yeah, it yeah. Could, have, could have been interesting that way, but I, I I knew it was either her or there was there were obviously clues that he was something different, like yeah. the way he would look at scenes or the way he would you know there was some foreshadowing there yeah. that you know he was more involved than he was letting on. I thought it was going to be Daphne the secretary <laughs> as Ares the God of War. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been interesting. Yeah. That would have been interesting for sure. Uh, do you guys want to talk about the team? Like the other three members Man, of, of their I team? I like them a lot. Um, I, th- I think I would have liked to have seen, seen Chief develop more, like more mm-hmm. backstory with that character. Um, but uh, I'm forgetting his name, the Scotsman. Mm-hmm. I thought that they really fleshed out his character in a really interesting way. You know, the, oh, the, the shell guy from shock. Snowpiercer, right? Yeah, yeah. Snowpiercer, and he's, uh, I think he was in uh, Snatched and Lockstock mm-hmm. as well. But uh, I really Don't, like him. Did I blink and miss it? Or did the subplot about him not being able to shoot actually never come back into the story? Did he have a moment where he was able to conquer that and actually marksman something? He just started shooting. At one point, I don't think they made a big deal about it, though. Okay. Because I found that interesting that they seem to set up this thing. And I'm not, I actually don't have a problem with this because it becomes kind of cliche at some point, you know, where it's like, they can't pull the trigger, can't pull the trigger. And then in the exact moment where it needs to happen, yeah. you know, he pulls the trigger. Like Magnificent Seven kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in this case, I was, I, you know, it's like, I don't think they ever came back to that at all. No. So I found that interesting. And I forget his name, but the, uh, uh, the what's the third one? I'm trying to remember that character's name. Anyway, but uh, yeah, uh, he was really, Samir. Samir, yeah, thank you. I really liked his character a lot. I thought he added uh a different layer that I didn't expect mm-hmm. to see in any of those other characters, and I really appreciated him as well. You know, the other thing we didn't talk about, and I guess is kind of spoilery, uh, is the bookends of this movie are modern day uh, and deal with you know her receiving a uh, the original picture. Uh, that this that is from this movie from Bruce Wayne yeah. saying maybe someday you'll tell me your whole story kind of thing. Uh, this movie did not really delve into the greater DC universe except for those bookends, and I, I love that. That's great. Like I love just you know staying in the place where you are. How did you guys feel about those bookends? About the greater DC universe, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. I mean, I could care less, honestly. I, I enjoyed this as a movie, and I I, I agree with you that. Keeping that stuff out of there. There's a reason that Iron Man and Captain America: The Last or the First Avenger 
were, were so strong in the Marvel universe is because they weren't burdened by all that stuff. Right. You know, of having to fit in in a greater universe. Even Thor, for all of its problems, didn't concern itself with having to get a cameo of this or this or this in there. And I think that's that's where you can develop your own story, which this was. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm glad they kept their their Batmans out of out of my Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. I totally agree. You know, Guardians did did it well too. There wasn't a lot of Marvel uh, extraneous stuff in Guardians either. In Guardians two, I should say. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I thought I thought I thought that was you know interesting because usually Marvel, I mean, that's their whole thing is making sure that everything connects and everything touches and and that kind of thing, but. I think I said during uh, Guardians 2 that I was surprised that they didn't tie into Infinity War, but it, the more I've thought about it, I'm glad that they didn't. Uh, yeah. I'm changing my mind on that one. So. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to bring up? Well, hold on. Can she fly? No. I was thinking about that. No, she can just jump. Really well. Really but far she's... and really high. Oh, really? Yep. Because it looked like she could fly, right? Like she, yeah. she attacks dude from, from above and then... Final shot is her like jumping off of a building and oh yeah, but that's, keeps a, going that's a jump in the uh, in the uh, comic. She can fly. No, she does fly at the end. She does when she does her final like uh, gauntlet like thing with him. She's floating. Yeah, right. So okay, so in the comic she oh. can fly. That's yeah, she can. Yeah, I think oh, okay. she, I think she I can never fly. Really thought that she could. Yeah, she can fly. Well, maybe she was in her invisible jet and we just didn't the, know it. The the initial the original <laughs> one she had the invisible jet, which I was. So hoping there would be no reference to an invisible jetness, and I'm so glad there was no invisible jet. It was there. Oh, it was, it was there. It was there the entire movie, man. It that's, was there. that's an Easter egg right there. <laughs> that's right. It's, it's par- parked on the Louvre, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Probably is. Um, yeah, that's. I, I really don't have anything else that's that's really extra spoilery that I wanted to talk about. I do have a question. Sure. So at the very end of the movie, at the bookend, you were saying, mm-hmm. uh, she jumps off. What was she jumping towards? I didn't see anything. Because <sighs> it looked like she's like, oh, I got to go fight something. Like, I thought I heard a noise and then her, like, go outside and then jump yeah, to fight Yeah, I was confused, too. Barrett, do you know what that was about at the very end? Or is it just like I it's just time it was for a her money to... shot? Yeah, I think okay. that's probably what it was. It's that whole thing. Spider-Man movies always do that, where he's always off to the next, you know, swinging through town to the next thing when it ends. You know, kind of, and you don't, yeah, you don't necessarily have to know what it's about. But it's Got like it. Wonder Woman comes to save the day. Got to go fight Paul Giamatti. <laughs> 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 yeah, I can't recommend this movie enough. I loved it. I think it's. I'm so glad that DC made a good movie. It is nice, and it's it's interesting to. I do think there is a little bit of the you know the backlash to the backlash that can happen, where especially for people like me who you know do movie criticism for almost every movie that comes out, where it's like we you know you just you want to love it so much because you know you you want people to stop saying it's just because it's DC that you hate it, and so I do think there's a little bit of a, even a tendency to like it more. Because I want to. I want to finally be able to say, yay, DC, you made a good one, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, so I, t- I try to really put on my, you know, my lasso of truth <laughs> when, yeah. when I'm looking at it because I, I want to make sure I'm not giving it points just because I want to, you know, yeah. too. So, but I think this one's really good. I think it is. I've noticed something lately with maybe it's just the summer blockbuster thing, but whenever it comes to spoiler for summer blockbusters, there's not really much to unpack. No, not a lot. I mean, you know, the big reveal of who Ares was yeah. uh, would, you know, obviously be considered a big spoiler. The fact that Steve dies is a big spoiler. Yeah. You know, those those two things really are the, the major ones. Did you guys know um, 
I don't know how familiar you are with the DC universe, but did you know like the whole Ares and the gods, the Greek gods? Did you know that they played into the no, DC universe? No, I actually had no clue in uh, that. No. Yeah, she's almost like Wonder Woman is almost like part Captain America, part Thor. Like, yeah. you know, she's kind of got the mythology element. Yeah, the aspects of both of them. Yeah. Uh in that universe, but man, I love the way she fights. That yeah. that is one, to me just those those flips in slow motion and I don't think it was overused and I felt like in the in the action scenes I was aware of what was going on which I'm glad there wasn't a ton of quick cut you know kind of nonsense that happens in a lot of action movies now yeah um you know I was aware of the the geography of it and understood you know what the especially that beach battle scene I just thought it was phenomenal it's so good like yeah. whenever they jump off the cliff and they shoot those arrows to swing oh. across yeah I'm like, they're going to kick some butt. Yeah. Some of that stuff. Like, I, I don't know that I've had, I, I'm sure I've had them here and there, but I don't know that I've had to that level of exhilaration for some of that stuff since like the first time I saw Legolas, you know, do some of the stuff that yeah. he does, you know, where it's just like, that is insanely impossible. And also I love it. This movie got <laughs> me excited about being emasculated. <laughs> what does that mean? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> kick guys butts. Guys suck. This is great. I loved it. <laughs> Kids kick guys butts guys suck yeah get i think that, that's on the poster for wonder woman i think that, that's actually how they're uh that t-shirt they're promoting it that t-shirt's going to be for sale in the flick freak store <laughs> so uh well thanks guys i appreciate the extra time to chat spoilers uh barrett's always awesome hanging out with you um getting to chat movies so thanks for taking some time to chat wonder woman with us absolutely this was fun guys oh it's always fun all right we will be back with uh spoilers for the mummy uh, anything we can go ahead and spoil about The Mummy even before we've seen it? Uh, it sucks. <laughs> yeah. No, you you don't get to say that before you see something. That's the whole point. I bet I can. It really looks bad, though. I, I bet we can spoil that Tom Cruise does something crazy, and it's actually him doing something crazy well, on you the haven't, screen. You haven't yeah. seen the trailers yet, then have you? You haven't seen no. the cool practical effect thing they did. Okay, yeah. I'm excited for you to see that. Okay, cool. All right, we'll we'll, uh, catch you next week for uh, some chat on that. Until then, peace out. Bye. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.